Blog Talk Radio. We need to stand up for the truth and the right. We need to tell the story of Jesus everywhere we go. It's wonderful to be born again. Wonderful to have our sins washed away by the blood of Jesus. Listen to the words of this song. May it encourage you from light from heaven. I'm glad the sun, the S-O-N, is always shining. Amen. Praise his name.
serve a great God that's a great mender. We can't lean to our understanding about things that happen in life sometimes. But we've got a God that understands and takes care of his children. And surely he is our great comforter. Who is your trust in tonight? I hope it's the Lord Jesus. If it's not God that you're trusting in, then you're not trusting in the right one. Because the Lord Jesus is the way, and he's the truth, and he's the light. And I hope that your faith and your trust is in him. If it is not, the Bible says if we confess our sins, that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he'll be your comfort. He'll be your guide. He'll be your strength. And he'll be your high tower. I promise you, he will never fail you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. But he'll be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen to a great song that will encourage your heart and lift you up. It's called My Company. Hallelujah, hallelujah, open up with the ropers this morning. I love to hear these ladies sing. Yeah, they do it so well. And uh, I thank God for them. Thank God for the song. They sang Angel in the Room. Oh, I love that song right there. And many times it's the words. It's the words that remove us. Yeah. Thank God for another week beginning. He brought us through last weekend up until this present time. And uh, we safe and sound and blessed. And uh, this weekend, I really wasn't able to go anywhere. I was in for the weekend. Bad weather here, lots of rain, lots of thunder and lightning. So I didn't make the prison yesterday. But I thank God prayer can reach where I can. If I can't go, I can send prayer. Hallelujah. And God yet delivers and bless. Hallelujah. And that's what we're after the blessings of God. We want the blessings of God to overtake us. Yeah. We don't want to chase nothing. We don't want to run. We want it to just come because his word said it would and overtake us. Yeah. Because we're doing all that we know to do that is right. I uh, watched the movie Joseph yesterday on YouTube, on YouTube. Y'all check it out. I mean, there are a lot of great movies, and um, some I read the Bible or, you know, I know what the Bible says would take place, but it just adds uh, sight uh, to what you know. It gives you a, a visual picture of some things, and I'm grateful unto the Lord because I, I just had to stop watching regular TV. I really don't even watch uh, movies. You know, like I used to, I'm watching uh, YouTube and biblical uh, things, Joseph, Jeremiah. Yeah, all of that is on there. Pastor Paul. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I thank God for it. And uh, after my Sunday dinner yesterday, I uh, got with Joseph to watch that movie. And uh, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for just a few minutes, an hour to just to watch a movie. Yeah, busy, busy, phone, busy. 
But yesterday I just took some time off to relax, watch a movie, and chill. Asking the intercessors here, I know some I asked on Facebook, to pray for my granddaughter, Juicy. Um, She was sick, and her mom took her to the emergency room, and they found out her appendix. Well, they thought it was her appendix. When they went in, she had a blood clot, and if I'm not mistaken, some type of cancer. But they cut all of that out because it was on the appendix, so they took the entire appendix out. But now uh, she still can't hold down solid foods or liquids, and she's in pain. Now, the thought come to my mind, gallbladder. She's very young. She's, she's not 20 yet. Yeah. And so, uh, matter of fact, she may be 18, turning, turning 18 because she just graduated in June, May, May or June. She just graduated from high school. So we're praying for Juicy that God will touch and heal. And, you know, I'm just wanting to tell the truth about everything. The scripture said, obey your parents, you know, that your days will be long upon the land. Like the scripture says, parents, don't provoke your children. When we, and many times you don't know who's present. I, I would be honest with you. People look at your past life and what they think about you, and they don't think that God here I answer your prayer. But then comes to I need help. You're almost the first one they call. But God is faithful, and uh, He's a forgiving, loving, kind, and merciful God, and we got to be the same way, forgiving. Loving, kind, and merciful. Yeah, we have to be that way, too. And so we look beyond faults and keep moving. If he said to love your enemies, you got to love them loved ones. I know that sometimes they act like enemies. I'm telling you the truth. But you got to love them anyway and keep moving. Yeah. So we thank God this morning that he's on our side in spite of us. He's looking beyond our faults and yet meeting our needs. Yeah. But we got to keep on moving. Okay, but I'm going to check that out. The Sound of Freedom. He said he waiting on that movie to come out. He want to see it. And I do too now. <laughs> I might can see it somewhere. I may have seen it just didn't pay no attention. But I thank God that he leads and guides us in the right path again for his name's sake. The scripture says, yea, though we walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, we don't have to fear evil. But he's with us. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. He prepared tables before us in the presence of our enemies. He is the one that anointed our hair with oil, and our cup runs over. But surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Can't let him go. Can't turn away. I need him. Thank you, Jesus. So look. I, 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 you know, I be minding my business and things will come up and I check it out. They're talking about this global warning thing. And they said that Prince Charles, Charles uh, is heading up some stuff. And they said he's going to open up for the, uh, the Antichrist to, you know, to really come up and show his face because he's already here. 
and he's doing something, but he didn't come into the fullness to let you know it's me, it's me. But they say all of this gonna happen. Um, if you can save up food, water, do it. Because they are saying that there's going to come a national crisis all over the world. They will ration your food. They will ration your water. Uh, It's even going to get to the point of where you can't go out your house for 15 minutes at a time. No more flying. No more traveling. Uh, They said that if you notice now, there are cameras on stoplights, stop signs. And everywhere. And with all of this going on, they said you need to prepare. They said it would not it would no longer be poor and middle class. It would just be rich and poor. Listen, I'll say it every day. If ever there was a time for us to pray, now is that time. See, because they try to keep us entertained. They try to keep us confused, keep us with something always going on all over the country. And I look at many days, black folk, I look at this. They are on YouTube, not YouTube. Well, YouTube too, but they out on Facebook and all these places, uh, TikTok. Fighting each, I mean, just horrificness. And they they sitting out with the weed smoking and all of this. They think it's going to be business as usual. The world just going to keep remaining the same. But I woke up one day and it appeared that the world had flipped upside down. Then I woke up one day and they said it was a thing here called coronavirus. And it was contagious, and you could catch it from an all. And that changed many things. When I woke up in the world, had flipped upside down. That you, you could do same-sex marriage and just uh, all kind of weird stuff. It was a change for me. Coronavirus, a change. Now, this new thing that's coming your way, oh, boy, 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 I, I can't talk about it. You just got to prepare yourself for it. Prayer is the key. Your faith is going to unlock the door. If you believe God, it's already done. He hear every word you say, and while you're calling on him, God is on already on the way because he'll never leave you, not forsake you. Prayer will fix it every time. Over and over again. If ever there was a time for us to get in the Word so we'll know, and when we look out here, we can see the time. We can see what's going on and match it up with the Word of God. Oh, yeah, well, that's closer than it was yesterday. Now is that time. Yeah. Yeah, for those who own meds, try to get your three a three-month supply of medication or longer. You can get six months, get it. Because some things are coming our way that we have no control over. But if we are prepared, we're good. Now, me, if I didn't save up no food, the God that I serve, he provides. He said he supply need. I need food. <laughs> I believe if nothing was in my pantry and I went and laid hands, 
in the pantry, food would appear. I know people say, oh, she a fool. No, ma'am. I serve a spiritual God. With him, nothing is impossible. With man, things are impossible, but never with God. Hallelujah. So I want to share that this morning and I remind us, if we can, buy you a, a, a bucket of 30-year lasting food. Even 10-year lasting food is good if you can find that. Yeah. God is faithful. I've seen this video, How to Make My Own. So you can make your own to last. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. God is good to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you. Thank you for another Monday morning. We thank you, Lord, that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known unto you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you glory this morning. Father, we give you honor and we give you the praise. There's none like you. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you for keeping us safe and sound, keeping us from all hurt, harm, or danger. We ask this morning that God, you will send your spirit today and let us all be led by your spirit. Give us an ear to hear and eyes to see how to follow, to hear and follow you. In the name of Jesus, bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Have your way here today in the name of Jesus. Father, you know what we stand in the need of, each of us. Bless today. Supply the need. And you are our shepherd. Bless us that we don't want for nothing. In the name of Jesus. Father, we come this morning before you asking that you would bless us all to be debt free. We don't want to owe no man. Uh, No man, nothing but to love them. So, Father, I ask that you will bring a wave of what we need to become debt free. Each of us here, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise this morning. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen and hallelujah. Mm. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Moved by your spirit here today. Father, let it be nothing of the flesh but all of you that you bless your people. You made them for your pleasure. You so love us all. You died for us. Sent your only begotten son to suffer, hang, bleed, and die. Conquer all and rise with all power. Send your spirit today, O God. Move here by your spirit in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Thank you, Jesus. When it's time to pray, I can, the Lord just move. I have to move with the spirit. Uh, nothing fixed up, pumped up, and this morning I, did, I was trying to get a lot in there that uh-uh, this right here is all you pray and be done. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is faithful. God is faithful. Mm. We're going to be
say he done truly done enough. Paul said he don't treat me like my sins deserve. How many of you know that's enough right there? He's been better than good. Even when I was good to him, he's always been good and faithful to me. Ain't it good to have his favor? Come on in. 
Hallelujah. That's them Alabama girls right there, they call them. And uh, thank you. We want to tell God thank you for every little thing. Yeah, he's worthy. He's worthy this morning of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. We want to lift our hands every opportunity we get and tell him thank you. In our minds, we want to tell him thank you for the least little thing because he don't have to do it, yet he does. He don't have to do anything for us, yet he does it. Without him, I can do nothing. I can't wake up. Yeah. Without him giving me health and strength, I couldn't pick a fork up and feed myself. I couldn't shower alone I, by myself. I couldn't change my own clothes. I could do nothing without Almighty God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to act as if we're taking him for granted. Because, you know, we take people for granted right now. Or we take them for granted. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's just we need him. That's what I'm going to say this month. We need thee or we need thee. Every hour, every second, every minute, every day, every month, every year, we need God. And we need him to bless us. He's our Savior. And we come to him. Yeah. Because he said we could come boldly before the throne of grace and make known our petitions unto him. I don't know another God. They got too much stuff. I was looking at Joseph, and each time he said, the God I serve, and they would say, you only got one God? Potiphar in the movie said, you only got one God? And he said, it's a poor God, because look at you. He, would, he had been sold into slavery. Oh, but in the end, well, before the end, God began to show them everything Joseph touched, turned to gold. He worked for Potiphar. Upright, honest, godly young man. Everything he said, Potiphar's check behind him, it was never a lie that Joseph told. Yeah. Got to make it possible. That we can bear anything we have to go through because he's with us. We ask him for things in Jesus' name. Because that's a name that he recognized. That's a name he can respect. I can't go to him in my name. Yeah. I didn't die for nobody. I didn't obey him to die and suffer for nobody. But his son Jesus did. And if we ask the Father for things in the Son name, Jesus, he's going to I'm a living witness. Yeah, I can't leave him out of nothing. He must be included. Yeah, in my life completely. I can go to him and cast my cares upon him because I know he cares for me. I know he loved me. I just don't want to take anything to him that's amiss. 
nothing that he can't do. Because he's not going to come and do crazy stuff, like give you somebody else's husband, give you somebody else's wife. That's not God. That's a myth. So in my book, you missing the mark for the prayer. Yeah. But we're going to continue on this morning. I, I want to go to one more. And uh, when we come back, we're coming back to the book of Acts, the fifth chapter. Yeah. The fifth chapter. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful unto him. I tried to find my... Uh, Van Morrison song, whenever God shined I couldn't find it, but I found a new one. And I mean, I mean, it always beautiful. But when the hackers swiped my, wiped my computer, they took my uh, YouTube converter off. And I paid for it for a year and got the premium. And uh, they are telling me I already have a. a a subscription. So hopefully today they can resend it to me and I can re-download it and get back that I can put new stuff in the studio. Yeah. So we thank we thank one to the Lord. We're moving right along. We're moving right along. I am looking for one. All right. Let, let's play just a little bit of this one. I won't play it all the way through.
www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on me. Lord, I need you to fall fresh, your spirit to fall fresh on us each morning we wake up. Let it be brand new, a brand new anointing upon us that we can get your will done. We can obey you. We can keep our mind on you. Hallelujah. And so we're thankful unto him this morning. We are going to the book of Acts. And we are looking at Acts, the 12th, the 5th, the 5th chapter. Acts chapter 5. If we remember on Friday when we was ending over in chapter 4, Acts chapter 4. If you look at 36, it says, and Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of country, and of the country of Cyprus, having having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. We remember that? Yeah. We remember that. That's what was taking place. They were selling their all that they possessed and bringing it, laying it at the apostles' feet so that every man could have what he needed. Well, every man and woman, it's a generic term. They could have what they need. And uh, they kind of stayed together and they uh, ate together. They had to they heard the word together. Yeah, they were just seeking because the new church, really the new church had already opened. In the fifth verse, starting at verse one, it says, and as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple of the Sadducees, no, no, no. Is this verse, this verse four? I'm sorry. We got to go one over. Please forgive me. All right. Now we started James chapter 5, starting at verse 1. But I, and some days I get too excited. I, I, I mess up some things, too, because I know, but I'm excited. And, and many times it don't quite come out like I want it to. But nonetheless, we thank God. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being uh, a privy to it and, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, we're looking at this. They sold a possession. They kept some of the money. And the husband and wife, you know, knew about it. It wasn't no, the husband did it, the wife did it. No, both of them knew about it. And they brought a certain part not all of it, a certain part, and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? While it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? While hast thou 
conceived this thing in thine heart. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. Do y'all hear that? Yeah, the apostle told him, Peter, while you had that, it was in your possession. You could have kept that. You didn't have to bring us a part of it and lie. Yeah. And you didn't lie unto man, but you lied unto God. Verse 5 says, And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all them that heard these things. Why he was here, what Peter had to say, he fell dead right there on the spot. And everybody who heard about it, fear came on them. Yeah, because God is not to be played with. Yeah. We we got to know that the spirit of, of the Lord, we got to reverence him. He's holy. Yeah. And he knows the very intent of our heart. So we have to be careful. Verse 7 says, and it was about the space of three hours after. When his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, Yeah, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? That means her and her husband. Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door, and shall carry thee away. <laughs> them that took your husband away when he fell dead right here they waiting on you because you're going to fall dead here too lying to God and great fear came upon all the church well well, then she verse 10 I'm sorry then she fell down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost and the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth buried her by her husband. And great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. See, this this this, this was the new church. This not the new church, but the first church. And the things that were taking place, they had never saw it. Many of them never heard of it. They baptizing in the name of Jesus. They calling out demons. They apostles. They baptizing folks. Some of them going from city to city doing all of this. Verse twelve says, "And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch." And of the rest durst of men joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. The others in fear kept back from joining them, but the people made much of them, is what they're saying. They didn't really join them, but, you know, they were fearful and they stayed back from the apostles. And uh, they were amazed, really, at what 
man could do, what God could use man to do, because man didn't do it. God used them. Yeah, to get it done. 14 says, and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. See, they, they believed the signs. They saw the signs and wonders that the apostles done. And like Peter, what we got to do to, to, to be a part of this? What we got to do to get to Jesus? Because remember, he done went on back. He went to prepare a place for us. <laughs> and he told them about the comforter. Over in chapter 2, the comforter came. Yeah. So they went out to obey God through the Great Commission. Yeah. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. Yeah. It was important that I get that Van Morrison song. Whenever God shines his light on, he healed the sick, he healed the lame. He said, you can do it too in Jesus' name. That's what's taking place here. Many had never saw this kind of thing happen before because of the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They, they, they didn't believe like this. But God chose this 12 and he sent them out in twos. Hallelujah. So look what they did now. It says there came also a multitude out of the cities that means more than one city, St. Augustine, uh, uh, Jacksonville, uh, Orange Park. There came many out of the cities, multitudes, around about unto Jerusalem, the place where the apostles were, bringing the sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed, everyone. They called demons out. Come on out. Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. They were filled with envy, is what they were filled with. They were more than jealous. Because nobody was bragging about how they healed the sick and the lame walk and unclean spirits come out and everybody they did this for was healed, every one of them. So they was jealous, well, envious. And laid their hands, these, these high folks, these Sadducees, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. Common prison. They didn't put them in the king's prison like Joseph. Joseph went to Pharaoh's prison. These these apostles, they just threw them in the common prison. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. 
Look now, I told you I believe if no food was in my pantry and I went in there and laid hands and prayed, food would appear. Now, telling folks who don't have this, don't believe this, that the angel of the Lord came in the night and opened the prison doors and brought them out of prison and told them to go and tell it, go and, and preach the gospel. Not, not, not necessarily tell it, the angel let them out. But go speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Because God has given us everything that pertains to this life. You don't know what it is. You have to pray and ask him for yourself. I will start off with asking God, Lord, you brought me forth for your pleasure. What would you have me to do? You saved me, so you call me. And, Lord, I want to know the specific work that you would have me to do. It may come to you in a dream. You may be working or you may be in the house one day and that thing will come on you strong. And in your surprise, you somewhat been doing it all along. You just didn't understand. Yeah. So 21 says, and when they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying the prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors. But when we had opened, we found no man within you. Isn't that beautiful? The angels of the Lord came in the night, opened the door and let them out, told them to go. Mm-hmm. And teach the people that which pertains to life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them well until this would grow. Yeah. They were greatly troubled about what might be the end of this kind of business. Y'all are not having the angels to come to you, Sadducees, and if y'all don't have the angels of the Lord coming to you, opening doors, you're making your own way. I see a lot of people trying to stop themselves from doing things. It takes the Holy Ghost. You're the teacher. Can't keep yourself. I promise you can't. You'll be good today and bad tomorrow and terrible the next day and worse and worse the next day. But if you kept by God, I'm not saying you won't step out of line. Wrongdoing shortcomings, I'm not saying that. But you know to come back and repent. Because every day we deal with the things that we don't like about ourselves. There are some things that's not God that I don't like about myself. But we're striving to be perfect. We're striving for perfection. And I believe we'll strive until the day he returns. 
So look, then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. <laughs> then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence. And they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. They killed them. But the people was on their side. Then the captain and some of the police went and took them, but not violent, for fear that they might be stoned by the people. Yeah, they would have, they thought that the people, I'm sorry, that the people would have stoned them. But we ain't going to do nothing to y'all. We'll rough you up a little bit, but we ain't going to hurt you too, too bad. So these people stoned us. They done saw these men. Heal the sick. The lame walked. They cast out devils. They prayed and folk was healed. And they just going to let you rough them up. Hey, y'all cut it out. Leave them alone. But in this, and because they couldn't do what the apostles did, wouldn't go to them and find out the truth and believe and accept it. They come together to hurt him. They took him to the Sanhedrin and the high priest. That's where they took him. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest and asked them, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in his name, in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Yeah, it was on them. They were the ones that crucified him. Yeah, some church going folks, you know. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Him have God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And we are his witness of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God has given to them that obey him. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart. And took counsel to slay him. You know that truth hurt. The truth hurt so bad. Sometimes people will kill you. Because you told the truth. I tell people the truth. They ask me and I tell you. You're talking to me about something. And it's like you kind of don't understand, I tell you the truth. Whether you receive it, obey it, or not, I told you the truth. What you do with it is your business. But people have been so angry with me, I know they would have killed me if they could have got away with it. People don't like the truth. But Jesus is the way. I'm to my church folks. Folks say they're saved. They say they believe us. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and he's my life. But people don't like that. 
And don't you try to tell them the truth about them children. Oh, you really asking for props. Yeah. And people like to look good in front of others and shine in front of others. And sometimes that truth don't cause you to look good. It don't cause you, your family look, to look good. They call it dysfunctional family. Your family may be a dysfunctioning family. And somebody mentioned that, they get angry. It is what it is. I accept who people are, whether it's my family, your family, it don't make no difference. I accept who my children are. I accept who my brothers are. My nieces, it's my family. They drank, they parted, that's their life. It's not my life, it's their life. They're my family. I can't control who God put in my family. So when you come in, oh, yeah, I seen your niece over there. She was drunk in the skunk. Okay. That's what they do. They party. Your nephew in a game. Okay. That, that was his choice. He decided to do that. Okay. No skin off my back. As long as he's not coming over here with the gang, uh, <laughs> with the gangland foolishness, <laughs> and he's not asking me to become a member <laughs> of the gang. It is what it is. I didn't choose him to be a gang member as my nephew. God gave me as a nephew, and he chose the gang. Well, what do you want me to do? It's the truth. It is what it is. Uh, I had two sons to go to prison. It is what it is. It's no need of me to sweep it under the rug. You got families, they're the worst family. Come out dysfunctional. You ain't never heard of such. But in the public eye, they looking good. They look like not, they, they're the perfect family. Nothing is wrong in there. Yeah, all of that kind of craziness. Me, I'm about that truth. I'm about that life right there. Hey, what you say Norris did? Yep, he did it. He punched the girl in the eye. Okay, yeah, he did that then. No need for me to, oh, no, that, that wasn't my nephew. My nephew wouldn't punch a girl in the eye, and especially Norris. Norris is a hellish. <laughs> Norris about that, uh, Boxing game, yeah, yeah, that's what Darius is about. He, what we say in the streets is he'll put the what's happening on. I noticed he's my nephew. He taught his boys how to put the what's happening. <laughs> so when people say, "Hey, look here," a uh, granny man was in a fight, and uh, Barbara he he whooped up three of them so fast that. Okay, I know him. I know that's what he did. I know the truth about my family. No sense in me sweeping it under the rug and acting like, oh, no, not Granny Man. He go to Sunday school. Man, Granny Man don't go to no Sunday school. Granny Man out there clubbing and wallowing. (laughs) Everybody that give him problems. Yeah. 
but people don't like the truth. Mm-mm, mm-mm. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on that tree. That's what he told them. Oh, boy, they didn't like that. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gagamel, Gagamel, I think I'm pronouncing it right, a doctor of the law, had a reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles forth a little space. So the Sanhedrin well, he he was a Sanhedrin, a Pharisee, and, and this man of learning in the law, he was, you know, of whom all the people had a high opinion, got up and made a suggestion to the men to be put outside for a little time. Y'all take them out there for a few minutes. I want to talk to y'all, the council here, without them being present, in other words. Well, I tell you. And said unto them, ye men of Israel, take heed to yourselves what we intend to do as touching these men. Be careful what you do about these men. I'm here to tell you now. 36 says, for before these days rose up, battles boasting himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who were slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. Yeah, before this, this that was status, of Thaddeus, who said he was someone important, to whom about 400 men gave their support. He was put to death, and his band was broken up and came to nothing. After this man rose up Judah of Galilee in the days of the tax and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. See, that, that was one that rose up now. Like these, like these fellows here, like these apostles. And he had a following and all of that. But do you see what happened? So now, watch, watch what he tell them. Watch what he tell them. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. It won't come to nothing. Don't do none to these men, but let them be. For if this teaching or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. And that's what I say. If it's not God, it's going to go away. If it didn't come from God and it's coming to me, it, it, it won't last but a second. But discernment and the spirit of the Lord going to speak, and, and you, I, I'm, I just got to go on. But if it be of God now, if it be of God, you cannot overthrow it. 
lest haply ye be found even to fight against God. That's that's not what you want. Yeah. He said now, but but if it be, but if it is of God, you will not be able to overcome them. And you are in danger of fighting against God. Who who want to box with God? Oh, no, I don't. Never, ever, ever, never, never, ever. Mm-mm. And to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Hallelujah. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. It didn't say in the church building. It it, it didn't even say in the temple. It said in every house, they ceased not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. House to house. I like that kind of cavern on. You can't do that now they'll call the police on you. You see, I get loud over there. <laughs> yeah. So we go into uh one quick song of the morning and uh When we come back, we're going over to chapter number six. Yeah. Let's go with this one right quick. talking both of them were Christians but one had backslid and they gotten into a conversation and the backslider was complaining because everything had gone wrong for him Christian was trying to encourage and in the conversation it went something like this cause sometimes no matter how strong you've been in the faith 
things will go wrong for you. I just want to leave this with you tonight. This is what they were saying. You say you've been sick. Just two folk having a conversation. The Christian says, Tell me about it. Tell me about it. You said you're sick. Christian kept on asking him. They kept on talking. The man said, Not only am I sick, but I'm in trouble. Christian said, tell me about The man said, I gotta go to court. He said, you're going to court.
Just one more thing, the man leaned over and told him. Say you're out of money. I knew just what he was talking about there. Tell me
but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Yeah. We're going to give ourselves to prayer and the ministry of the word of God. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a postite of Antioch. And they sat before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Then there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the, the synagogue of the Libertines and Cyrenians and Alexandrians and of them of Sicilica, Sicilia and of Asia disputing with Philip. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Yeah, nobody's a match for the spirit of God. I know many times people want to uh, argue and people want to dispute and I, I don't do all of that. The word is plain and simple by itself. And the word of God will do the work. Now, if God say get with them, I got to do it. But if he don't say get with them, I, I go on about my business. Because the word will not return back to God's void. It's going to do what he set out to do. I see street preachers all the time. Sometimes people want to fight them in different things. I've seen them talking with the LGBTQ or whatever they call. I don't know all the alphabets, but I, I see them uh, talking to them, witnessing. And these people get, oh, they get rough rugged. <laughs> and they want to be real, but they're not. And I've seen where they, the street preacher got with them and they humbled. And say, I didn't know that, you know, I, I never researched the Bible about this. Yeah. Because they spoke with wisdom. And they couldn't resist the wisdom and the spirit by which the street preachers spoke like they did Stephen here. 11 says, then they suborned men which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came upon him and called him and brought him to the council. Yeah, this is what they did to Stephen. And set up false witnesses which said, this man ceased not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. But we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place, and shall change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all that sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, 
saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Look at that. There's, there's nothing we can do with God. And no matter how we feel or what we think, his will will be done. Yeah, his will. Right now, he's allowing a lot of evil to go on and uh, all kind of stuff. He's allowing that because he already knew what would take place. But any time and any day that God says enough is enough, it's already enough. It's already stopped because he's got the power to stop it. If he's got power to raise the dead, heal the sick, Called the lame to walk. There's nothing he can't do. With him, all things are possible. With man, things are impossible. But never with God. Yeah, I, I often uh, gave the testimony of how I wanted a cup of coffee. Listen to this. Just a plain cup. But I wanted it from a special place. And the place was called the head station. It was a Hess gas station, and they had all these coffee flavors, different flavors they could put in the coffee. And every morning uh, when I took this little boy and girl to school, I enjoyed stopping by there and getting that special cup. Well, this particular morning I had one nickel. That's all the money I had. No savings account, no checking account, nothing. One nickel. I had just come out of Alaska not too long ago, and uh, the Lord had me to move in with these people so I could be a blessing to them. Both parents worked, and God will do that for people. One person, he'll send somebody for one person. I went in the house to clean and to start the cooking for the day. The phone rang. I answered the phone to told me something about the little boy I needed to come back up there so I went back to the school well I was going back you know headed out to the car I see this $20 bill blowing in the wind I wear glasses and it was a, a good little ways away from me and I seen the 20 and I'm like is that a $20 bill I, I went and investigated further it was a $20 bill and the Lord said, now you can go get a coffee and, and, and maybe something else that you want. I went on, did what I had to do at the school, stopped back by the head station, got what I wanted, the coffee and everything, and went on about my day. I said that because we got to have faith. Now faith is the substance of things, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the elders had a good report. Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Deborah, Priscilla, Aquila, Apostle Paul, the apostles, all had a good report by faith. These men are doing these things. God is using them because they have faith. And today we need to look back and ask ourselves, where is our faith? Barbara, where is your faith? What do you believe in? Who do you believe? Who report will you believe? I have to believe the report of the Lord. 
because without it, I will perish. His report says I'm healed. I don't care what I feel today. I'm healed, I'm filled, and I have the victory. I'm healed, I have the spirit of the Lord. I'm filled with the spirit of the Lord. No need for me to doubt. No need for me to murmur, grumble, or complain. Because all I have to do is take my burdens to the Lord and leave them there. You've heard me say, let it go. Margaret say, that's what she'd know me for. If if, if somebody call her and say they Barbara, she's going to look for me to tell them in a minute when they tell them they trouble, you got to pray and let go. Your faith should do the work for you. Oh, oh, it will. If you believe God and you continue on, keep going. You prayed and you left it on the altar, whatever it was. Because, again, with God, all things are possible, and then there's nothing too hard for him to do. But we write back to that word again, faith. You must believe. Hallelujah. It teaches me that if I come to God, when I first come to him, I had to come to him believing that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, we got to seek him. Because we need to find out what it is that he would have us to do. What it is that he would have us to do while we're waiting on him. And one of the main things I know to do is to look around for those that you can be a blessing to. Those who don't have the same problems as you, and you can be a blessing. God can use you to be a blessing unto them. So now we're over in chapter 7 of the book of Acts, and we're looking at that first verse. Then said the high priest, all these things, are all these things so? And he said, men, brethren, and fathers, hearken, the God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Sharon, and said to him, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, and come into the land which I should show thee. Then came he out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Charon. And from thence father was dead, he removed him into this land wherein you now dwell. And he gave him non-inheritance in it. No, not so much as to set his foot on it. Yet he promised that he would give it to him for possession and to his seed after him when as yet he had no child. And God spake on this wise, that the seed should sojourn in a strange land, and that they should bring them into bondage and entreat them evil 400 years. Well, we know the story of Joseph, and we know what happened. And the nation to whom they shall be in bondage will I judge, said God. And after that, shall they come forth and serve me in this place? Yeah, Moses had to go there and tell Pharaoh, God said, let his people go. Pharaoh kept changing his mind because God continued to harden Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. 
And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob and Jacob begot 12 patriarchs. And the patriarchs moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. And delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And it made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now that came a darst over all the land of Egypt and charring and great afflictions. And our fathers found no substance, no substance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And at the second time, Joseph was made known to his brothers and Joseph kindred was made known unto Pharaoh. Then sent Joseph and called his father Jacob to him and all his kindred, three score and fifteen souls. Seventy-five people. And Jacob went down into Egypt and died. He and our fathers and were carried over into Sitchin and laid in the sepulcher that Abraham bought for a sum of money of the sons of Eman, the father of Sachem. But when the time of the promise drew nigh, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dealt subtly with our kindred, and evil entreated our fathers so that they cast out their young children to the end that they might not live. Remember, they had to put the boys in the basket, and and that's how Joseph survived. His mama sent him down the river and let the sister watch. Pharaoh's daughter saw him and got him out the river, and she fell in love with him, and it became her son. Yeah. In which Moses was born and was exceeding fair, and nourished up in his father's house three months. He was cast out. Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. And when he was full, 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him that oppressed and smoked the Egyptians. He killed the Egyptians. And he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. And the next day he showed himself unto them as they strolled and would have set them at one again, saying, Sirs, you are brethren. Why do you wrong one to another? He killed that Egyptian for beating one of the Israelites. And he went back the next day to talk to them to try to get them to understand, don't don't beat up each other. Don't, don't fight with each other. But he that did his neighbor wrong thrust him away, saying, who made thee a ruler and a judge over us? Would thou kill me as thou didst the Egyptian yesterday? 
Now, you know he was blind, and he couldn't see nothing, and he didn't know nothing. He was just ignorant. Here, this man, you suffering over there. Pharaoh got you, boy, look here, and you working. He was making sure that your children, if it was a boy, when he was born, he made sure the boy died. And now Moses come to help you destroy the Egyptian, and you talking to him like you done lost your mind. So then Moses, then fled Moses at the sand. He went away and was a stranger in the land of Madian, where he begot two sons. He left there because he figured Pharaoh was going to find out I, I, I killed this uh, Egyptian and he may kill me. Well, he would have, I'm sure. Because you, you're not for us. We raise you up in our house. But you don't love us, Moses. You love your people. And when 40 years were expired, they appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai an angel of the Lord and a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight. And as he drew near to behold it, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and durst not behold. Then said the Lord to him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the affliction of my people which is in Egypt, and I have heard their groaning, and I am come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee into Egypt. This Moses whom they refused, saying, Who may be a ruler and judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out. After that, he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness for the years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall he hear. Talking about Jesus. This is he that which was in the church in the wilderness with the angels which spake to him in the Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the lively articles to give unto us, Moses, to whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him from them and in their hearts turned back again into Egypt saying unto Aaron, make us gods to go before us. For as for the Mo this Moses, which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we what not what has become of him. We don't know what became of him. And they made a tab in those days and offered sacrifice unto the idols and rejoiced in the works of their own hand. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of prophets, O ye house of Israel, have ye offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? Yeah, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the stars of your God, Rampan, figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. 
our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had appointed. With our fathers that came after, uh, 44, I'm sorry. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers that came after brought in with Jesus into possession of the Gentiles whom God drave out. He drove them out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David, who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for the God of Jacob. For Solomon built him a house. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, as saith the prophet. Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did, so do ye. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed, which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom ye have been now and betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the disposition of angels and has, has not kept it. Mm-mm-mm. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly. Wait, wait, wait. 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Isn't that something? But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open." and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet, whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He had a stone and killed Stephen. Yeah, that's the church folks for you, honey. Not the people of God. Yeah, the church folks. They will kill you. I've seen them come after the pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After the pastor with a gun. Yeah. Because, see, when you've been converted, when you have not let the Holy Ghost come in, you're still walking in you. You don't believe God really is a spirit. And you said you love him. You, you, you know, you said... You believe, you you said you'll die for him, but that's not true. So when the truth comes, you want it to go away. You don't like it because you know you was a part of that clan that said 
crucify him. You were part of that plan that crucified Jesus. That said, crucify. We Barabbas and can't crucify him. So when Stephen made it known to you what you had done, you want to kill him and killed him, stoned him to death. But what you didn't understand is God took up Stephen and God blessed him. Heaven was Stephen's home. Those that murdered him, I don't know who home or where their home was. Yeah. Okay today, because no matter the situation, the preacher have to preach Jesus Christ. No matter who like it, who don't like it, who believe, who don't believe, who hate the truth, or who love the truth, the true men and women of God have to preach Jesus. And we have to tell you the truth. You go to work every day, it's your job to obey the supervisor and the rules and regulations of the, of the company. You got to do what the company say do. You can't go over there doing what you want to do. They're going to throw you out of there. Something will happen to you. And if they throw you out, you can't pay your bills. You know, you, you can't eat. You don't have a place to sleep. Children in trouble because you don't have nowhere for them to go. So you obey what the supervisor, your boss, tell you to do. Jesus is our master. And we must obey him. If you're obeying anything other than your master, you're in trouble. You're you in danger. And in danger of going to hell. For the wages of sin is death. Spiritual and physical. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ. The son. It, 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 it's a gift that we can go back with him when he comes. He went away to prepare a place for us. And again this morning, that where he is, we may be also, but he's returning. He's coming back looking for us. All those that truly believe and obey in his word. And when he comes back, he don't see the spots and wrinkles. Not that we can get all the spots and wrinkles out, but Apostle Paul said he was going to show us a mystery, that we all should be changed in the twinkling of an eye. That's if you in the word, that's if you're doing what's pleasing and acceptable unto God, that's if you're praying that God deliver you from whatever's in you that you know shouldn't be or that you don't like in you. We yet striving. I've only known one perfect person, and that was Jesus. Because the scriptures say we all have sinned and come short. But if ever there was a time to spread the good news of Jesus, now is that time. If ever there was a time to pray without ceasing, now is that time. If ever there was a time to keep our mind on God and let him keep us in perfect peace, now is that time. Time to look to the hills more. 
Because our help comes from God. He's the only one who can help us. And man done messed this thing up so bad, God is not going to undo it. He's bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. That's his word. That's not Bible's. I'm repeating what he said. So we need faith today, and we need to walk in faith. We need to believe God. He said if we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we could tell this mountain to go out to the sea. It's got to go. But is Jesus real to you today? Is he for real to you? Do you really know him? Have you studied his word? Have you read his word? Have you been in his word focusing and, and marinating and asking him to give you understanding? And all I get, and we got to get understanding. I ask God for a great understanding of his word. And Lord, help me to apply it to my everyday life. But God, teach us how to apply your word to our everyday life. That, Father, we are walking your word. We won't walk by faith or by sight, but we're walking by faith. We don't exactly see where we're going, but we're trusting you and we're following you. I want to go with you all the way. He's able to do it. Not only does he hear, but he answers prayer. He's that kind of God. And he's always there for us. So anything you don't like, anything you disagree with, take it to the Lord in prayer, believing not only uh, he's here, but he's going to answer. Yeah, I, I, I've been just sitting in the kitchen at the counter, and I told God something, and he did it. I didn't go down on my knees. I, I just told him about it, and he did it for me. I have been reclined on the couch. Wasn't on my knees, relaxed, laying back, told him about it, he fixed it. I had been walking through the house talking to him, and he fixed it. Driving my truck down the road, talking to him, and he fixed it. No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, you can pray. And I've seen why Jesus is God and God is Jesus. There's a Barbara spirit and there's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I can be talking as a human being to someone and praying. The spirit man is praying in me. Yeah. So it's like two in one. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. We belong to God. And if we belong to him, I don't care how old you are, you should show some signs that you belong to God. And not show signs so that people can pump you up like the scribes and the Pharisees who wore the big tassels, you know, and the big robes, and people looking up to them. No, not for that foolishness. But we show some, it's like being at Motel 8. They say they'll leave the light on for you. And we should leave our light on so others, hey, glory, hallelujah, so others can see their way to Jesus. 
not that way to you, your ministry, your church, you know, your, 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 whatever you got going on. No, but I left the light on so you could see how to get to God. So when you come to me and telling me this, this, and that, I can pray with you. I can encourage you. I can tell you what the word says. And you can go to God for yourself. I'm big on that. I love praying for people and praying with people. But I'm big on you praying for yourself. He said, ask, and it shall be given. Who You ask why you want it. Seek. Who seeks? You seek. You look for it, and you're going to find it. Knock, and the door shall come open to you. Who knocking? You. You want to get in and talk with it. It all starts with you. Pray for you. And then we get together and pray. And a lot of people I prayed with, they turn around and pray for me. I was shocked. That's not too often. A lady from uh, Inspiration TV, she used to call me once a month, sometimes every two weeks, because the conversation had got so good. She liked to hear me talk of his wondrous works. Hey, glory, make known his deeds. And so I would pray for her, and she would turn around and pray for me. Yeah. And nothing wrong with that. But it all starts with us praying for ourselves. That we can leave that light on so that others can see the way to Jesus. The Lord, whatever's in me that shouldn't be, I'm asking you to take it out. The things that I'm striving with, give me strength to overcome it. Deliver me from it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Because I'm telling you, if ever there was a time to get right now, is that time. The world don't look the same to me. Yeah. And if you don't have God, you'll have a what's going on out here in these streets. You will have fear. And he didn't give us the spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind. Now, some of us don't operate all the way in the sound mind because we're doing some things. And we're allowing the enemy to speak to our mind. And we're obeying what the enemy says. But pray for these things. The Lord, you would teach me not to be fearful. Teach me how to love. And God, give me a sound mind. Let this mind be in me that was also in your son, Christ Jesus. He just wanted to please you. He wanted to obey you. And what you taught him, he taught others. Teach me what to teach others. You can ask for what you want from God. I don't know how to minister. Lord, teach me how to minister. I don't effectively know how to witness, I don't think. Lord, teach me how to effectively witness that others will be one unto you. Show me where I need to go to do it. Sometimes places look scary because they are scary. But he'll take that fear from you. And guess what? You'll go down and make a friend. 
And the friend may not change overnight. But every time they see you coming, hey, hey, y'all cut that out. Y'all cut that out. Here come that lady about God. That lady don't want to see this right here. Uh-uh. Don't y'all do this in front of her. Then they're done that. Y'all put them pipes. Y'all take that in the back room now. They get loud. The guy get loud in the back room. They bam on the door. They know what that means. Cut it out. That woman up here talking about God. Sometimes they'll take you around and introduce you to people. Yeah, I want you. I, I want you to meet my cousin. I love my cousin, but my cousin messed up. I, I, I want you to tell my cousin what you told me. How what Jesus would do for me. That's if we're willing to work unto Him, and we're not so bougie and above, you know, the ghetto, the low income area, the projects. And Jesus come through. That's where He's stopping first, where He's needed. I don't think he'll stop by Ebenezer Baptist Church and all of them in there, they believers, and they're doing the best that they can. When it's all said and done, he'll go by there and just bless them the more. But them that's in dire straits, they're in low-income areas. They're in the projects. They're in gang territory. And yeah, these are some scary places. You heard about them on the news. Sometimes people told you about them. They got family members living over there. Yeah, I went over there to see Big John, and they had a shootout right behind his house. That make people fear. But again, this morning, God didn't give his people the spirit of fear. He gave us power, love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough for all you've done for us. All you brought us out. And we're thankful unto you. You heard our cry. You heard our prayers. Lord, you made our lives better. Many of us have retired. We got to retirement age. And we thank you for it. Many are headed that way. And Father, we ask that you would bless them to get there. And after retirement, give them rest. Don't let them yet want to rip and run, but give them time to study your word. Give them time to prayer. Give them time to talk to others about your wondrous works. Making known your deeds among the people in the name of Jesus. Anything that shouldn't be in us today, Father, we ask that you would remove it in the name of, take it out today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen us as we strive for perfection. Strengthen us as we strive to be like you. Again this morning, let this mind be in us and was also in your son, Christ Jesus. Move today for us in a spiritual way. Bless every caller and every listener, every family member near and far this morning. Father, touch and heal those that are sick today. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. 
Father, you heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it today for your people. Move in a mighty way. Mm. In healing today, oh God. Father, bless those that are incarcerated and in every branch of, I mean, those that are incarcerated and those that are in every branch of the military. Bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people everywhere. Continue to protect Israel and Jerusalem, oh God. Bless all our brothers overseas. Continue to bless America and the leadership. Have mercy continually on us. And Lord, bring us back to you wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for what you've done here today. We thank you for your word, for your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. Give us a clean heart, each of us. Forgive us, God. Give us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us today. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank him. We thank him today. There's none like him. We can search all over, won't find nobody. Nobody greater than almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. We're going to this one this morning. And uh, again, the studio is open. Well, y'all, this little song that my grandmother taught me a long time ago. One day I was sick and I wasn't feeling too good. She said, son, come on down to the room. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. She loves me. She loves me. She loves me. 
Hallelujah, Mr. Gerald and Company Prayer Room. I love that song. Hallelujah. We thank God this morning that not only he here, but he answered prayers. Just thankful unto him today. Very grateful unto him. I really appreciate him. And I thank him so much for all he has done for me, what he's doing right now, and what he's going to do. Oh, great and mighty things, I tell you. Good morning to you, Sister Dorothy Goodman. Good morning to you, Sion. God bless you today. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you today. And good morning to you, Sister Samoa and my God, baby, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you, uh, Brother Anthony. And uh, good morning to you, Eric Cole. Code 434-872. God bless you today. Good morning. And uh, good morning to you, Sister Rita. Good to see that 727. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. God bless you this morning. I may be just a, running just a few minutes late. I got to call back um, the eye surgeon because he want to schedule uh, the cataract appointment. So I may be just a tad bit late. Don't be alarmed. I'm coming on. Good morning to you, uh, uh, Sister Rose Brown, <laughs> my wicked, wicked, wicked. Good morning. God bless you this morning. And uh, I just got to stop doing too many things at one time, and I'll be all right. But I have to get things done uh, while I'm doing the show. So I, I get it done, and I'm good, and the Lord yet blessed. And I'm thankful unto him. Don't worry about the words being crossed up. That God will fix it to seek his face. Yeah, turn from my wicked ways. He's going to hear from heaven and give our sins and heal the land. Hallelujah. That's good news in itself right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, no one have nothing to say this morning? All right. All right. Well, we can get out a little early. Let's pray. And uh, we wrote our last song of the morning. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning. 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Jesus in the Morning, and we'll be in Acts chapter 8 tomorrow. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Thank you for your word today. Again, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And Father, sanctify us today through that truth, for that word is true. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. And, Father, we ask that you would shower us in your spirit, God. Help us to keep our mind on you. It's you that's keeping us in perfect peace. And, Lord, supply the need today. You know what we're standing in need of, oh, God. Move by your spirit. Ah, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. And, Father, every caller and every listener, as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out. And bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Father, open up doors and make ways today for your people. Or we all stand in need. And Lord, I ask today that those that are praying, God, for different things, I touch and agree with them this morning in the name of Jesus. And I ask, Father, that you would do it for them and deliver us all from evil. In the name of Jesus, oh, help us, Lord, that we are not the ones that's even doing evil. Deliver us in the name of Jesus. You didn't say we had to beg. You said ask, and it'll be given. 
And Father, we seek in you to find out that you delivered us. We're knocking on your door. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Knowing that you'll welcome us in. We thank you today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. We appreciate you. We love you, Father. We ask all of this again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Anything we forgot, Father, we ask that you would take it up today again in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to that last song of the morning, and uh, when we come, I mean, we're not coming back after the song. And uh, again, we ask God to bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to close with this one request. And after this, again, I won't be coming back. God bless you. God bless you.
acting crazy. All I know to do is put. I put God on it. And my bills behind. And they get ready to burst up, mother. I put God on it. <laughs> Thank you.